Hello and welcome to another edition of St. Pete's on Repeat, the online sermon archive of St. Peter Lutheran Church in St. Albert, Alberta, Canada. The sermon was preached on March 12, 2023, for the third Sunday in the season of Lent, and is based on the second reading for that Sunday from Romans chapter 5, verses 1 through 8. There Paul writes, Therefore, since we've been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into this grace in which we now stand, and we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings, because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not put us to shame, because God God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who's been given to us. You see, at just the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person. Though for a good person, someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. The word of the Lord. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ. Back when I was in college, I worked on a dairy farm during the summer. I'd wake up at 3 a.m. to go milk the cows. That early morning milking was always tough. You're barely awake. Half the time you're bleary-eyed and grumpy just for having to get out of your warm and cozy bed so early. The other half of the time, it feels like the cows are grumpy. They, they refuse to go into the stall. They kick off the milking machine. They slap their manure-soaked tail across your face, which was always a special treat. My boss was often in the parlor with me. He was a Christian, too. He knew I was studying to be a pastor, so we talk about Jesus and, and Christianity occasionally. And one of those days when the cows were extra-ornery, he just threw up his hands, turned away from the cow he was working on, looked at me with disgust in his eyes, and asked, Pete, did you pray for patience today? Because you know the Lord's going to test you when you do. It was too early in the morning for me to fully understand what he was saying at the time. I, I get it now. It's a lesson I carry with me to this day. His point was that people aren't just born patient. Patience is something you develop over time and with experience. You don't just have patience one day and, and then you can put up with anything that happens to you for the rest of your life. Patience is born of suffering. Patience is something you develop over time and with often painful experience. It's the same thing with anything you want to get better at in life. You, you want to play the guitar? Your fingertips are going to ache but then you develop calluses and it doesn't hurt so much anymore. You want to get better at math? You twist your brain into pretzels until you have a headache, but, but then you begin to understand the formulas and the algorithms. You want to get better at sports? You work out till you're stiff and sore until you do it enough times that running a mile doesn't make you want to die anymore. You want to get promoted at work? You tackle progressively more difficult tasks. No one is just going to hand you the job if you don't have any experience. There are no shortcuts in life to progress or growth, and that holds 
doubly true for your faith. Do you want to be a stronger Christian? Be careful what you wish for. There is one way to become a stronger Christian, and that's to suffer. Paul said, suffering produces perseverance, perseverance produces character, and character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame. Isn't that what we're all after? Isn't that where we'd all like to be spiritually? Wouldn't you want to be such a strong Christian that when you get that piece of bad news, you don't crumble and melt into a mess of tears and despair? Don't you wish that you could just take adversity in stride and say, you know, I know that God will see me through. I know that God will use even this for my good. I know that even if the worst case scenario happens, I can let it roll off my back like water off a duck because I have that much hope in the Lord. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? But that's not reality. And that's not where any of us start. In fact, when suffering comes, it's often the opposite, isn't it? My day's going just fine, and then I hit that speed bump, I get bad news, or something's not going the way I want it to go, and, and then I get irritable, or impatient, or discouraged. Why does it have to be that way? I, I thought Paul said that suffering produces perseverance. I've got plenty of suffering. Why don't I feel like I'm persevering? Martin Luther had an interesting answer to that question. He said, Whatever tribulation finds in us, it develops more fully. If anyone is carnal, weak, blind, wicked, irascible, haughty, and so forth, tribulation will make him more carnal, weak, blind, wicked, and irritable. Those speak foolishly who ascribe their anger or their impatience to those who offend them or to tribulation, Tribulation does not make people impatient, but tribulation proves that they already were impatient. So everyone may learn from tribulation how his heart is constituted. That's a blow to the old ego, isn't it? How many times have I blamed my impatience or irritability on my circumstances? Too little sleep, too much stress, too little support too many times. Instead, Luther would suggest that we should use suffering, trials, tribulation, affliction, adversity, whatever word you want to use, we should use it kind of like a stethoscope to evaluate the condition of my heart. If I am irritable after adversity comes, it's not that that adversity made me irritable, it's that I already was irritable. I just didn't have occasion to show it. Adversity provided the occasion to demonstrate the weakness of my heart. Okay, so if, if Luther says that suffering just amplifies and magnifies what's already inside of me, then, then that means that I need to become more spiritual and, and faith-filled and gentle and humble to begin with, right? Then when suffering comes, my wisdom and generosity and humility will shine through, will be magnified. It's as simple as that, right? Well, there is some truth to that, but it, it begs the question, how do I become 
spiritual and, and faith-filled and gentle and, and humble? How do I become a strong Christian to begin with? The Apostle Paul has an answer to that. And his answer from Romans chapter 5 takes all the credit and all the power out of our hands and puts it right where they belong, in the Lord's hands. Paul does this over and over again in the beginning of chapter 5. He says things like, we have peace with God. Well, peace sounds nice. Where did that come from? How did we get it? He says, we have been justified through our Lord Jesus Christ. We didn't justify ourselves. We didn't make peace with God. He made peace with us through Jesus. Paul holds out all these appealing qualities that we'd all love to possess, perseverance, character, hope. But he makes it clear that they don't come from us. We don't pull perseverance out of thin air. We can't pull ourselves up by our bootstraps to the hope of the glory of God in heaven. That's something that God accomplished for us and in us. That's why Paul is careful to explain in the last three verses of our text for today. You see, at just the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though for a good person someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. God looked at you, and he saw a hopeless mess. He saw someone who would crumble and melt, whose knees would buckle at the first piece of bad news. God looked at you, and he saw someone whose default reaction to adversity is irritability and impatience, or despair and fear. God looked at you when you were powerless and sinful, and he loved you. There were no redeeming qualities about you, but in love, God decided to redeem you anyway. And it was that incredibly rare, unique, once-in-the-lifetime-of-this-world sacrifice that Jesus made, not for a righteous or even a good person, but for you, a sinner. It was that sacrifice that God made that gives you peace. That's where peace comes from. That's how we got it. God gave it to you through Jesus. And it's a peace unlike anything in this world. It, it, it's not a peace between people. It's not even necessarily a feeling of, of peacefulness or calmness in your life. It's a peace with God. And that is so much better. When we were powerless, when we were still in sin, we were at war with God. There was no peace, no hope, no way to persevere or pull through. There was only death and condemnation to look forward to. But now, because of Jesus' sacrifice for you, you have peace with God. Your sins are forgiven. You have access to this grace in which you now stand. This peace that Paul talks about is, is not a fleeting feeling that we only experience when everything is just right. It is a constant, present reality that does not depend on you or the circumstances of your life around you. This is a peace 
that is guaranteed to you by grace through faith in Jesus. This peace is a gift from the God who loves you, so that even if the sky starts to fall on your head, chicken little, and even if you are losing your mind in fear or worry or guilt and shame, you can still at least hold on to God's love and know that that will never change. And the good news is that the longer you hold on to that love and the more storms you weather in life, the more Christian character you will develop as God pulls you through adversity and suffering. The longer you hold on to that love and the more storms you weather in life, the more confident your hope will be and the stronger you will be in your faith. Do you want to be a stronger Christian? careful what you wish for. Buckle up, because you will face adversity. But if you remember the peace you have with God, this peace that comes from Jesus that no circumstance in life can change, if you remember that peace, then you can be sure that you can stand up under whatever adversity you face, because you do not face it alone. You have the unconditional love of God that sacrificed his son for you and and continues to pour out his spirit into your heart to fill you with perseverance, character, and hope in him. Be gracious, O Lord, when we waver in our faith. And bring us again to embrace the unchangeable truth of your word with penitent hearts and steadfast faith. Amen.